When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into A to Z Sports, powered as always by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media because we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch as Nashville's on and Sports.network uh, going live every weekday morning. Got to thank our sponsors here uh, on the show to get things off and rolling. They are Wilson County Hyundai. Make sure you make them a part of your new car buying process by seeing them in Lebanon or Wilson County Hyundai. Com, the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans at fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. And Krebs Kubota, an elite Kubota dealer with three great locations across the mid-states uh, in Columbia, Franklin, and Murfreesboro online at krebskubota.com. So once again, Happy New Year to everybody uh, on, the, on the show. It's our first show of 2024 and we hope that for the most part the Tennessee Titans will be playing better football uh for the year in 2024 but they got one more game left but we're going to react and since it's been about a day or two since we all watched the Titans just get embarrassed by the Houston Texans on Sunday a New Year's Eve weekend slate in the NFL let's just go ahead and let Mike Vrabel uh, open up and kind of remind us of how bad things were Sunday in Houston. You know, we didn't finish. There were some mistakes. Um, you know, would have liked to have the the early shot, you know, and then we have a penalty that, you know, on a conversion, you know, we, we knew when we had practiced about, you know, moving hop around on third down and, uh, you know, a little just disappointing that, that we aren't set and then being able to, to move one of our better players around to, to help them get a, you know, help us uh, get a conversion. So, you know, it's a penalty there. We're not set. You know, then can't, you know, we have the, the touchdown, the fumble return. Can't protect the quarterback. And then, um, you know, just not scoring down there inside the red zone. So there there were some, you know, obviously some things that, that weren't, you know, very good. There'll probably be some, some better plays um, once we have a chance to look at it. Um, you know, but then it's just not complimentary enough. You know, the penalty, you know, we get a stop and then a penalty. You know, give them the ball back. So it's hard to play um, any game when, when you're when you're not complimenting each other and there's just mistakes. It was bad, uh, and Sam, uh, I think, got a lot of heat on the post game show that was entertaining. We'll get to that about the Will Levis injury and the update uh, with with Levis and the foot injury that Mike Vrabel referenced on the sack, fumble, and touchdown run by the Texans. But twenty six to three, the final score there. Uh, the Titans lose. So, Zach, before we dive into the Will Levis injury update, let's go play our one-word game since uh, neither of us had a chance to react to that in lifetime in the post-game show. What is your one word to describe that Titans loss in Houston on New Year's Eve Sunday? So my one word has double meaning, and it's pretty simple, but it's lost. So they lost. Obviously, they've lost a lot of games all year. They continue to lose. 
but they're lost, I think, as a team. I think Mike Vrabel is lost on what to do with this team at 5-11 and 11, where they are in the season because he's never really had to do this and play – as many meaningless games as he's played this year is the most in his head coaching career. They're lost as, as an identity. They're lost on how to use Traylon Burks. They're lost on how to use Derrick Henry. They're lost on how to protect their supposed franchise quarterback of the future, Will Levis. And defensively, you know, they're lost in a lot of other ways. So I felt like that was all encompassing on especially Sunday's game, 26-3 to is a shellacking. That was embarrassing. The fourth quarter was let's get this over with and get back to Nashville type of fourth quarter. And the Texans, they check the box, they move on, and they're trying to make the playoffs this season uh, if they can, you know, as they maneuver throughout. But this team is officially lost on a lot of different categories. And it's disappointing to see at this point in the season, but that was all encompassing on Sunday. Yeah, it, that's a good word to put it. I'm going to go through some chat uh, comments because there's some good ones. Uh, Nick Ewing says no show with a hyphen in there. Bork says tank. Uh, Omar says embarrassing. Distinguished gentleman says time. Uh, Dad of the bones says joke. Uh, tones with broken Demetrius comes in with dysfunctional tighten up says board. I see Sean King says broken another dysfunctional coming in here from Roger. Uh, Danny just says, Oh line. Uh, Ronnie says quit. Uh, Amar comes back unwatchable inept from top tier. So Zach, I had a, I was, uninspired is my one word I'm going to land on. I thought about pathetic, which I saw Alex just use in the chat as well, but uninspired is how I put it because I watched a lot of the NFL across, uh, cause I wasn't doing the game day show with Jack and Sam. I watched a lot of red zone on Sunday because I had that flexibility, uh, for my day. I watched a lot of bad NFL teams compete and get pretty close to wins with Patriots, with Bill, Patriots, Patriots, Giants. Yes, Giants. How Cardinals. about the Arizona Cardinals beating the Eagles for no damn reason? Even Washington was competing with San Francisco for a little bit of that game. There are so many awful, awful teams, Zach, competing. And in the Cardinals, they won. For what? To lose the second pick in the draft? The Cardinals beat the Eagles? and. And the Titans are not even close. It's if I were to rank the the bottom three teams in the NFL right now, I'd stop at two because I'd go Panthers, Titans. I think that's where the Titans are right now. They are near the bottom. They might be picking sixth or seventh here uh, in April of this year, but they were so uninspired on Sunday against the Texans. And look, we can talk about the. And I, and we can have our own topic about the Traylon Burks drop early on. How much could that have changed things if he catches it with a beautiful throw uh, by Will Levis? But man, uninspired. The Tennessee Titans were pathetic, embarrassing, and a waste of time on Sunday in, in Houston. 
even like and I, the Bears got the number one pick because of the Panthers. The Bears playing well down the stretch of this season, right? They've they've yeah. they, they've at least they're a bad team that has come together, and the Titans are a bad team that just plays bad football. But you know what? I agree with you. The Titans are the second worst team currently in the NFL, and the Panthers are worse. I think, and I, I won't throw a drink at you, you know, through the screen like uh, the Panthers owner, but the Titans are two. They're the second worst team. And that is because of a lot of things. They put a lot of players on IR. Jeffrey Simmons isn't playing. You know, Derrick Henry, I feel like Derrick Henry's, you know, this is the first time in his career that I think he's, again, I go back to lost. I feel like Derrick Henry is lost within this team, within the offense, within the season, within the future. I mean, here's the face of the franchise that has led the Titans numerous times to wins, hard nose wins down the stretch, wins when they should not have won. And I don't know what they if they know what to do with Derrick Henry. And this is all kind of coming to a close. We all know that. You know, after the Will Levis and and Derrick Henry great win against the Atlanta Falcons when they wore the Oilers uniforms forms the first time this season. It was kind of like, oh, maybe, maybe they got no, no. This this chapter Sunday, unfortunately, how the business works, probably going to be Derrick Henry's last game in two tone blue. Yeah, that's just and, how the season has worked out. Yeah, and we'll, we'll look. We'll have a few days here to discuss and to think about how Derrick Henry is going to go out and if he's going to go out like that. Uh, but again, he hit a thousand. Like the only good things that happened is, and here's the crazy thing, Zach. I, I just kind of corrected myself because the Titans, we both agree, second worst team in the NFL, but the only team in the NFL with two guys who have double digit sacks. They have also got a thousand yard receiver and a thousand yard rusher, but they're awful. <laughs> and so it's all of the it's offense and defense. So you've got some production from a couple of guys, Danico and Harold Landry having great seasons. And DeAndre Hopkins and Derrick Henry are having really good seasons considering what they're up against. The level of difficulty for those 1,000-yard seasons for both those guys on the Titans offense is extremely high. Like They're taking like AP physics, and they're passing it, but barely. And they're getting beat up uh, in the process of doing it. Yeah, coming off of a season last year where Robert Woods was the top guy, right? I mean, they were... At 500. <laughs> I mean, DeAndre Hopkins has been a great story for what the Titans, the good, the little good that has come out of this season. But yeah, I think this entire team is lost and they got to, hey, Rand Carthon and, and Mike Vrabel, they better find a map this offseason. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's get a Will Levis injury update from Mike Vrabel and talk about uh, that decision that was made that the Titans are facing heat from you guys, the fan base, about. But first, let me tell you guys all about Krebs Kubota, an elite Kubota dealer with three amazing locations across the entire mid-state, Columbia, Franklin, and in Murfreesboro. KrebsKubota.com is where to go to get any of the equipment that you need as uh, the spring, hopefully, is just around the corner. Now that we've entered 2024 and you have those projects you want to get done outside around your home, your property, Krebs Kubota is who can help you out. Krebs Kubota dot com is where to go once again an elite Kubota dealer uh which means they have the best equipment in the industry the best warranties in the industry to help you get it done with the best customer service 
around the middle Tennessee, Columbia, Franklin, Murfreesboro, KrebsKubota.com. A to Z sports. We're powered by bet MGM. Oh man. Last night, Washington, Texas. I don't know if you, everybody stayed up. I feel like a lot of people were asleep at that time, but bet MGM put a little, some, some cash on it. Entertaining game. At least, at least at the end, you got NBA basketball on the horizon. Use the bonus code for new users. A-T-O-Z Sports. Download the app today in your Apple or Android app store. That's BetMGM. All right, before we get to our question about Will Levis, let's get a update from Mike Vrabel on uh, the status of the rookie quarterback. Uh, we'll see how it is. I don't think it's anything that's going to be too, too serious. Couldn't finish the game. Um, so we'll see where things are tomorrow. Yeah, different. Yeah, something different here. So that's uh, what Mike Vrabel had to offer. Mike Vrabel does talk today to the media, uh, I believe at noon back in Nashville. And uh, Sam will have coverage for Titans at two after that fact. So we'll find if there's an update on Will Levis there. But I mean, it, I heard Ryan Tannehill was asked about it. You know, an unfortunate thing that he talked to Levis afterwards. It just kind of a weird thing that happened. You get your foot stepped on. It's it's a different injury, right? Like this is, a, this is now his right foot, not his left ankle that he missed time with. Uh, but uh, Zach, you know, let well, us go. So down. here's my question, and I have to go look this up. Is it the same foot that gave him problems his senior year at Kentucky? You remember uh, that? I don't know. Uh, if uh, uh, celebrating Michigan fan slash fake Kentucky fan Ryan Fields is in the chat, maybe uh, Ryan could help us out with that intel. Uh, if that's the same foot that he had, he, had surgically he didn't have it repaired. I thought he had he, surgery on it. Did he have Jones? I don't. I don't. I don't remember him having a Jones. The hard fracture. part they protect those injuries so much that we don't right. know exactly the specifics. It's like Corey Davis' ankle injury. Remember when he got drafted? Like, what a what a mystery. We had surgery, but what was it? What type? Of, we, we don't know. But that that was one thing that I looked at, uh, or at least thought about it. I guess of when I heard it was the foot. I thought it was a good thing. There's a positive, uh, you know, blessing in disguise, silver lining, however you want to call it, that it wasn't the same ankle. Yeah. So here we go. Uh, Champ, who is a real Kentucky fan, says he had turf toe at Kentucky, no surgery. This is coming from a UK fan. So, uh, yeah, I didn't think there was surgery on the foot. I just think it needed time, and that makes sense. And uh, Chris says, uh, you are allowed to Google this. You are not allowed to Google in trivia or in the age game. But Chris says, Google says left big toe. So this is his right foot that Levis had there, the right foot injury uh, for Will Levis. Um, you know, in the play that it happened on was Awkward. just, but I mean, like the whole like Ojoku, the the extra offensive lineman playing tight end on the right side, just getting whooped by Jerry Hughes, who might be forty five years old, gets around that guy and immediately just gets right into Will Levis's grill and the strip sack fumble steps on his foot. You know, he goes down, but a different injury than the ankle sprain, which I think makes this upcoming question even more interesting. Zach, do you have anything else to add before we ask the question to everybody? No, I think I couldn't see where he got hurt on the play. He obviously got hurt. And so, uh, you, know, you never want to see this happen, but we all knew, and this leads us into the question, we all knew that they have a problem protecting the quarterback, and we all knew that Will Levis was dealing or less mobile 
than he would be coming off of that ankle injury. And what do you know? They couldn't protect him. No, they could not. So let's ask this question right now, Zach. Were the Titans right or wrong to start Will Levis versus the Texans? Were the Titans right or wrong to start Will Levis versus the Texans? I want to read a a comment uh, that I saw early in the show as you guys are bringing in uh, your comments right here. Andre says, Sam was getting smoked so bad in the chat Sunday that Austin had to come in and defend him. Sam's a grown man, Austin. He has uh, to be able to take the heat for horrible emotional takes. Look, I was not in the chat because Sam was getting smoked by all of you guys. I was in the chat because I had so many thoughts about how I thought people were handling this, and uh, I that I just and I was mute, I was muted, I was muzzled, Zach. I wasn't on the show. I'm not really good at, at that of not having an opportunity to speak my mind on that. So I was not there to defend Sam uh, because Sam is a grown man and Sam can defend his own uh, takes there. But right or wrong. Were the Titans right or wrong to play Will Levis against the Texans? And here he is hurt again after they can't protect him. Uh, Zach, I'll send you the chat, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Yeah, and this, you know, to preface this, this is a complete hindsight question, right? Like, you know, we know all the information now of what has happened. Uh, so, you know, we're going to get a lot of wrongs. And, and I will say this, prior the chat overall did not want Will Levis to play, right? So I will give you guys credit for the chat. I don't know all of you, but a lot of people did not want Will Levis to play when he got hurt uh, the first time uh, against Houston, got rolled up on uh, at the end of that game. So courtesy says wrong. Right. If there was like a fan vote from the chat that was all compiled into one answer, it would have been to probably sit it. Yeah, Brandy Brown says wrong, dead wrong from uh, Andre. Uh, Anita says right, a thousand or ten thousand percent wrong, right there. Wrong from Tighten Up. Johnny and Billy both go wrong. So does uh, uh, Takis. You've got right from Roger. You've got Bradley says I say wrong. Guy says wrong. So does Raz and Aaron. Uh, a lot of wrongs coming in. Jack, Demetrius, Rashid. Brian and Kelvin right still from Titans Kyle hindsight is 2020 as we talked about that absolutely right from Daniel he needs reps right from Nathan dead wrong from Koss Seoto says wrong AF right from Chase uh, wrong for starting Will from Greg wrong from Ann I mean there's you know there's a lot of wrongs coming in here and we know yeah. that because now you know, most likely, I, I don't know the extent of the injury. We'll have to maneuver through this week to see who's going to start against Jacksonville in week 18. But Austin, where do you reside? Because there's been some like ins and outs of this. This has been unique, right? Because he got he got hurt. Could he come back? Oh, well, now it does look like he could come back. Ryan Tannehill didn't play very well and lost the game at the end versus the Seahawks. And then get an opportunity with a young guy. So, so many different things go into this decision. Was this right or wrong? The Titans were absolutely right to play Will Levis. And Zach, I'll show you this video. This was from Thursday's practice, I think, last week. Or maybe it was Wednesday's practice last week. I mean, the guy looks fine. And, you know, he bouncing around with a bunch of energy on Wednesday's practice. He, he seems like he's got some juice 
uh, in his ankle and he's not favoring his left ankle at all. And so when I watch him make a dime of a throw 50 plus yards in the air to Traylon Burks on the second play of the game and Burks drops it, then that gave me everything I needed to see of, yeah, Will Levis is healthy enough to play because he injured his left ankle and he was, a- he was able to step into a throw confidently and make that type of play, even though it was dropped. And when you look at the injury, and this is something that Sam and I talked about at length last week when we were going through all these topics. And I feel like we've had two weeks of shows asking if Levis is healthy to play, should he play or should the Titans shut him down? I've always said, if he's healthy enough to go out there and play and can protect himself, then you play him. And if something happens and he gets injured and it's unrelated to the ankle injury, then that's just football. And this is, that's exactly what this is. Zach, it's an, it's an unrelated injury. It's not like he got tackled and hurt because he couldn't get away from pressure. He was in a pocket looking to the left and got hit in the face because he couldn't see it. It wasn't like he was lacking mobility to escape pressure. He just flat out did not see or feel the pressure and got hit that way and stepped on. He would have been hurt on that play regardless of his ankle, his back, his toe, his whatever. That That's just what happened. That's football play. So, yeah, they were right to start him. Austin, I think you're you're concentrating on the wrong thing, though. And you're sitting here talking about his ankle and if he's healthy to play. Don't you think that the real topic here is putting him out there behind an offensive line that can't protect him? It's not about Levis protecting himself because of the injury. It's because the Titans good and damn well knew that their offensive line was coleslaw. They couldn't block. They have guys that are trash. They cannot protect their young quarterback this was less about the ankle injury I agree with you you just rolled the film the foot he looked okay he healed pretty well a lot faster than I thought that he could heal and we didn't know the extent the full extent of the injury because we don't interview trainers but Austin this is about the head coach and the team knowing the team and the team is really really bad and their worst attribute across all of the spectrum of their roster their worst thing is their offensive line and it wasn't going to get any better and austin if will levis would have stayed out there after that sack he would have gotten sacked five more times like ryan Tannehill did so it was about him getting re-injured whether to the ankle or a new injury which happened that i think that is uh, The topic is more about the team and the offensive line or lack thereof to protect Will Levis. Because I think, yeah, we value experience. We He's a developmental quarterback. He needs the reps. I think we both agreed with that. I think I'd kind of gone back and forth on this because when he first got hurt, I was more set him down because I didn't trust the team. And his injury healed I think I probably got blinded by that a little bit. The injury may have healed quickly, but the offensive line didn't get any better. And so I think that was the problem. And I think I'll credit the chat. I think that's the place where the chat is coming from. And the chat says, 
We know we've seen this, this thing. We've seen this story. Andre Dillard is not going to improve any more than he can because he can't. He only's going to probably get worse. Brunskill's ankle is in shambles. We knew that. Skaronsky has struggled the most he has all season during this mm-hmm. stretch because I would say, and I'm not trying to give excuses. The people around him are really, really bad. Their right tackle is just as bad as their left tackle. Their left tackle is just as bad as their right guard. I mean, and the, and the, so this to the chat is about the offensive line. It's not about the injury yeah, of Televis. And so <clears throat> I agree with what Trey says. Anyone who makes business decisions based on what you're talking about here and trying to look ahead in the future and saying like, ah, you know, it could go really, really bad. So don't do it. That's just not something you should operate. In. But, but this is a unique situation. Like, I think I would agree with Tress overall. Like, yeah, you don't want to make those type of decisions, but Austin, this is exactly where this team is in the season. You started the show. They're the second worst team in the league. And Austin, they have the worst offensive line in the national football league. Again. Yes. Like, Again, yeah, but, but no, th- there's nobody even close. The Titans no. are close to the Panthers to be the worst team. There's not a single team that is close to as bad as this offensive line is. And what do you know? They they showed us exactly who they are, who they thought we thought they were. And they got the quarterback hurt again. Yeah, but but again, I, that could happen. Like somebody said uh, here, there's but a no, super chat that I more likely to, to happen. Yeah, but that's the point. So, so uh, kick it to the king says with this O line, you want to risk him injuring his ACL bye bye twenty twenty four. Another excuse for Vrabel to have to uh, I don't have my quarterback killed thing. And then he comes back says you guys said he should play. We'll be seeing a different tune if he had an ACL injury. You can tear your ACL any t- any point in time. Ask Jeffrey Simmons. You mean training for the combine? ACL pops. You can be going up the stairs. ACL pops. I know a guy who did that. Like an ACL, like. That, that's just ridiculous to have a comment like that. To think that it, to think you should not play a quarterback because of some potential catastrophic injury is not how football or pro sports needs to be operated in. If the if the but that's young the team player, is. if the young player is healthy enough to play, they should play. Jeffrey Simmons, who is having an MCL or some type of knee injury, who's on the fence then you sit him down, right? But if it's if somebody is healthy enough to play and can go out there and run around at practice and can step into a throw with a better sprained ankle and vomit 50 yards down the field, right down the hash in the perfect basket of Traylon Burks drop hands, then why he should play? Because you need him to get good reps and development while you have live snaps to do it. And you can't coach or play scared because the offensive line is bad. He needed to get as many reps as possible. And he was able to do that while healthy. Now, I will approach this week the same way I've approached the last two weeks. If Will Levis is healthy enough to play, he should play. I don't expect him to be healthy enough to play because now he's got a another foot injury on the opposite side. You don't put Kirk Gibson out there behind this offensive line with two bad legs. No, but 
if he's healthy, why are you willing to put him out there with one? Because he didn't. Because look, he was healthy. It's about the the offensive line, though, Austin. That's the point. It's about the quarterback. No, 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 not in this situation, Austin. This is unique. This is the worst offensive line in the league. And who are they playing? They're playing a divisional opponent that has everything to play for. This week, they're playing a divisional opponent that has everything to play for. They're coming for first blood, Rambo style. And and Will Levis can't do anything about it. So at some point, I think that's, again, that's the place that the chat has come from over the last several weeks is, is yeah, the AC is an L is an example of yeah, categorizing it, it as a catastrophic accident, right? Yeah, like, come on. That is a real possibility and a higher possibility when you're going to get sacked six times. All right, so again, if Will Levis had been hurt because he re-injured the same ankle or he had another injury because he could not escape from danger, then I would feel like the Titans were wrong in this. So if on the sack, he hurt his injured ankle, you'd feel differently about this. If it was because he couldn't get away that that's my point here. He got hit standing in the pocket straight up as he was looking over his left shoulder like this. That's where he got smacked. Yeah, but let's say that they step on his left ankle and it re-injures that on that play. You think differently again, about this? I, no, no, I, I don't. I, because it's the same ankle injury. It's gonna you have all of January to let it heal, and then you can start training in February like you would have done anyway. Like it's again, it's not <clears throat> the Titans were correct in starting him because he was healthy enough to play. He was healthy enough to run around at practice to warm up to go through everything, to show the Tennessee Titans training staff and coaches that he was healthy enough to play, go get reps. Go I know, see I know he build. needs reps, but you know, this is Austin. Like, I don't, does it make me happy to say this, but this is kind of a weird business decision. It's kind of like Russell Wilson, right? Like, like, sorry, like this is a unique circumstance we can't protect our young quarterback. We're going to get him killed. Like, like something could happen. He could re-injure his ankle. And even the reps that he are, he's getting are extreme under duress reps. Because, right. like I said, they let up six sacks. That's yeah. six opportunities. And Will Levis, like, you can replace Ryan Tano with Will Levis. They were going to let up six sacks because this is an offensive line issue. Look, look, I'm not trying to defend the offense. They stopped passing the ball at the end of the game. They were just trying to get out of there. (laughs) Yeah, trying to get home. Go home and celebrate New Year's Eve, right? So, all right, I want to get to some more comments, more super chats that I've favored. uh, And Kirk brings up a a conversation that is valid and a good conversation to have against me. Uh, Somebody asked me, "Are you? Am I still drunk?" No, I don't. Wasn't drunk. Get out of here with that ridiculous comment there. So, uh, I want to ask you, Zach, about something here too. And play and play some more video from Mike Grable. But first, uh, tell us all about Farm Bureau Health Plans. Yeah, Farm Bureau Health Plans talked a lot about health today. Uh, Will Levis's health, the health of the offensive line, the health of the franchise, the health of the team. Well, look at your health and what health plan do you have? I have the same health plan that I've had for the last two years, and man, am I glad 
that I have it. Going into my third year of Farm Bureau Health Plans, Health, Dental, and Vision, 200-plus locations across the state of Tennessee. If you are a Tennessean, make sure that you at least get a quote. I promise you. I didn't know what to expect, and once I got a quote, I realized that it was a better health plan than I previously had, and it cost me less money. That's big when it comes to me and my family. You and your family, you can switch today by getting a health assessment, getting a health quote, and switching to Farm Bureau Health Plans of Tennessee. They've been in business over 75 years. Visit FBHP, that's Farm Bureau Health Plans, FBHP.com slash A-T-O-Z. And with BetMGM, you always know you can win big with our bonus code. As a first-time user signing up with code A-T-O-Z Sports to get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. But also, BetMGM, an authorized gaming partner of the NBA, and inviting you uh, to be a major baller this season. Here's your opportunity for a fast break at BetMGM. Whether your wager ends up being nothing but net or not, right now existing customers can log on to BetMGM and get an NBA bet insurance token. So simply log into your already account on BetMGM, add an NBA wager to your bet slip, and activate that token, an NBA bet insurance token, to help you continue to win with BetMGM, BetMGM.com for terms and conditions, 21 or older, Tennessee only, existing customer offer, all promotions to subject qualifications, other requirements, awards issued, knowledge over bonus bets, bonus bets expire in seven days, and for problem games, Portland, Tennessee Redline, 9789 All right, so a lot of people are very emotional about this uh, topic here. Um, is, is Will Levis, uh, should he have played right or wrong? I think the Titans were right to play him. The injury that occurred was not related, a brand new injury, completely unrelated uh, to his previous ankle injury, and the team deemed him healthy enough uh, to play. And so Kicking the King comes back and says, most of us wouldn't have had an issue with Levis starting. The issue was this O-line of Swiss cheese and got two QBs injured. If it were decent, uh, we'd be saying uh, we'd be saying for these two games, start him. Um, and then uh, Jay says, I'd like to ask Austin and Sam, if they would have played Levis on Sunday, if they had to do it over again. Yeah. Like I'm like, people are saying like, I'm dying on a Hill. Like I am being my true authentic self right now. I don't think the Titans were wrong at all. I'm not just saying this to have different opinion from the majority. I think the Titans were right to play him and they should do it again because the injury was just a football injury. It, it, it didn't happen because of the previous injury. It was unrelated. And because of that, he should have played, and he did play. Traylon Burke should have caught the football, but he didn't. How different would things have been? I don't know. But no, the fact dude, that it's he, one play. That 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 play does not I, matter. That's so my point. You can, Zach, stop, one you can play. stop going to that play. That's that's it's a part of my overall example. It was a football play. He got hit because he got blindsided because he was looking the other direction, didn't feel pressure, and but the, the likeliness of that happening window. again is high. They get sacked five times after that. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I, I, I understand that, but he was do healthy you? enough. To I mean, I'm, I'm asking, do you understand that? You're talking about understand. one play, but Austin, it was going to happen five more times at least. And Ryan Tannehill was more mobile than Will Levis, so it would have even happened possibly oh, even Levis more. Levis was plenty mobile. Levis was plenty mobile. He was dealing with a high ankle sprain two weeks later. He, he, he was less mobile than Ryan Tannehill. Uh, Don't I mean, sit here and, and, and die on that. Uh, look, I he was plenty mobile to play. Ryan Tannehill is not Ryan Tannehill from two to three years ago either. He, Ryan Tannehill is more mobile than the 
two week removed high ankle sprain to Will Levis. Don't sit here and tell Ryan me. Ryan Tannehill otherwise. is also 34 years old and had an ankle injury two months ago. Like it's it's not like he is out exactly. I, they're both. They were both plenty more. What I'm saying is, like, you, you're mentioning you one play. It could have happened. Austin, it was going to happen five more times. And the Titans knew that. The chat knew that. Everybody watching the game knew that Will Levis going into that game, probably going to get sacked a handful of times. Yeah, and it, I understand that. I'm not saying it wasn't. I'm not trying to say that I'm – blind to the fact that Titans are giving up 60 sacks in a season in the last couple of years. But still, he was healthy enough to run around. My you saying that Ryan Tannehill was more mobile than Levis, how do you know that? You I mean, do you know that? Know that? Did you see it? Did you see those two guys do a based on the of timeline of the injury, Austin? Let's don't be naive to that. Yeah, but you you're saying that like you know it as a fact. Like maybe did you talk to somebody about it? Did you see him do agility drills next to each other? Because Will Levis was plenty mobile in that game. Ryan Tannehill is not as mobile as Will Levis in general. So he was plenty mobile and healthy to get around and to protect himself or the Titans wouldn't have played him. Like Mike Vrabel is so protective of players. Like do you think Mike Vrabel would truly roll him out there if he wasn't healthy enough to play? Again, Austin, it's not about the quarterback, man. It's about the offensive line. You've been screaming that all year about how bad the offensive line is. Sure. Keep saying that. That's that's what this topic is. That's why the chat is so infuriated right, over the last several weeks. It's not about the quarterback. It's about who protects the quarterback or lack thereof. All right. So let's get to Mike Vrabel, who uh, had a comment about protecting the quarterback and how limiting – uh, this offensive line truly is. Oh, I mean, I think it's pretty limiting, and it hasn't, you know, not every play is like that, but, you know, we'll have to find, uh, you know, ways to protect the quarterback and, and whether we're, we're chipping and, uh, you know, leaving guys in. It's, you know, it's hard when you, when you leave a lot of guys in against zone coverage. You know, there's a lot of guys covering, you know, just a couple. So, you know, I think that there's always a balance and, and we've talked about some of the things that we need to be able to do. You know, you can run the football and you can then, you know, run some some play passes that have, you know, different blocking schemes, different angles. You know, that's where you can kind of leave guys in because, you know, you get some sell from the underneath coverage and then you're able to, to hit some things behind it or, or take a shot. So, you know, you have to be able to do some of those things to, to keep players in. And third down, you know, Probably you know, got a chip once in a while, but you also got to try to get some guys out to, to help the quarterback. So <laughs> there's that, that last part. That last part shows is the theme of today's show. Austin, it does not matter at this point in juncture in the season. They don't have the players to chip, to block, to scheme, to protect. They don't have them. And Mike Vrabel... I mean, he watched it. He knows that deep down in his heart. And that's what he said at the end of that clip. I mean, I, he expressed it. Yeah. Um, I just put up a poll on our uh, YouTube chat because we can do that on YouTube. I just asked the question because I'm curious to see the percentage. Uh, so right or wrong to start Will Levis, right or wrong to start Will Levis. So we can come back to that. Uh, here once some people start to fill it up because I want to see uh, what the actual percentage is because I do and I've seen it 
There have been some people in the chat on both Facebook and on YouTube that do agree with me that, that are okay with him starting. Uh, so we'll let that continue. But uh, Kirk brought this up, Zach, that I thought was interesting. College quarterbacks opt out of useless bowl games. Pro quarterbacks should have the same option for useless end-of-season games. I think the back half of that is, is a bad comment. No, you get paid. You have to go out there and play. You can't Kenny Pickett this thing uh, and say, I'm not playing, or Zach Wilson this thing, and I'm not playing. You, you are getting paid a lot of money. It, it's a right con now. Contracts go both ways. <clears throat> yes. And so there's also in – colleges nil players are asking for more money to play and not opt out yeah. of bowl games which or, is or players thing. mothers are doing that for them yes uh but i do think kirk brings up the topic of college quarterbacks opt out to protect their future right that's what i found interesting is that will levis is the future the immediate future and the next three years future of this nfl franchise called tennessee titans so, should the Titans have opted him out of a meaningless game and when it comes to the NFL? It's a meaningless game, right? To protect his future. Because I view this as kind of like a bowl game. Does the result matter? No. But can some young guys play to project you and catapult you positively into the offseason to set things up? I went to Tennessee. I'm a Vols guy. And watching Nico do that against Iowa's defense was exciting. And guess what? Now Nico's got valuable experience. The third and fourth string running back who were the starter and backup yesterday, they got some valuable experience. You got a lot of good stuff there to go into a long eight-month offseason that you can build on. I think the Tennessee Titans viewed it the same way with Will Levis. Can they do anything in the standings? No. If they win a game, does it hurt their draft pick? Yeah. But I think it's positive for Levis, Spears, Burks, and Chig to get as many reps as possible together as a young, hopeful core of this franchise to build upon. Yeah, Did it I happen? Agree. Those guys aren't the problem. I mean, to get experience at well, least. Like they're... Like, yeah, so I, you, you, I, I like, still think idealistically that makes sense, but you can't, you have to have something else to run plays. And so Billy Jones says, what I'm saying is totally different. Um, so do you, do you think that what I said is totally different than like a bowl game? Yeah, How do you yeah feel I do. That? I do. Because here's the thing, the bowl game, Iowa, that, that bowl game for Iowa, similar to what it meant for, for Tennessee. It's different because the Texans are trying to, win a Super Bowl still, right? The Jags are still trying to win a Super Bowl. So you have one team that feels completely different than the other team about yeah, said fair. game. So I, I think that's that's the one curveball within the idea. And this is, you're professional. You get paid. And so when you get paid to do something and you have a contract, you have a responsibility to your contract, the team can decide that's the power of the team versus the players. That's the problem with college football is that the players have a lot more power because there are no contracts to play, right? Team could kick them off the team, but then mm -hmm. they're probably going to get a lawsuit because that's our society in today's age. But with an NFL team, the Russell Wilson is a great example of that, right? A team decided, and, and even Ryan Tannehill, 
the Titans decided that they had a $30 million player that they chose not to play, even though he was willing and able to play, right? What is that? The the team decides. Right, but what does that say about the decision that the Tennessee Titans are paying Ryan Tannehill $27 million cash this season? He's got one more game check he's going to collect, regardless if he plays or not. You've already had him collecting those big game checks for every one of Will Levis's starts. So they went with Will Levis and started him off the injury instead of Ryan Tannehill. Like, because Ryan Tannehill is an expiring contract, right? Yeah, They're paying it's him. A it's casualty, done. unfortunately. Yes. Like in, in the NFL, you have casualties. But I, You're I now still looking feel towards like, the future. Right. Yeah, I, I still feel like it was the right thing to do to play Will Levis going into this game. Um, now, we can play this video from Ryan Tannehill that I think is about as honest as Ryan Tannehill has ever been as a Titans starting quarterback. But first, we're going to tell everybody about the Bone & Joint Institute. Again, we're talking about health once again here on the show. Boneandjointtn.org is their website. Make an appointment today if you've got a life injury that's bogging you down. Maybe it's keeping you from enjoying your social life, your family life, your work. However it's impacting you, don't let it continue to linger on and go get it checked out so you can get on that road to recovery with the Bone and Joint Institute. They have all the experts and the resources under one roof in Franklin, Tennessee. It's a phenomenal facility, and they've got over a dozen physicians who are different experts in different areas of the body, different types of injuries, foot and ankle specialists, spine, neck, concussion, knee, shoulder, elbow, wrist. They got it all hip. Whatever that injury is, whatever stage of life you're in, they have what you need to get back on recovery and trusted uh, over decades of experience with all the experts at the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org. And as these sports are powered by BetMGM, get a risk-free bet up to $1,500 for new users. If your first bet misses, that's up to $1,500 in bonus bets. That's huge for new users. If you're a new user, use the bonus code ATOZ Sports. That's A T O Z S P O R T S. They are the king of sports books. That's Bet MGM. Download the app today. All right. So I want to play Ryan Tannehill because he was about as honest as it could be. And I want people to watch this. I'm going to play it twice. We'll play it once, get some reaction, and then I'll play it again to see if we pick up on something. But here was Ryan Tannehill uh, after that game Sunday. You guys go down and. Um... You know, we just got to do a better job of, of doing our job all the way around. You know, if it's blocking, then blocking. If it's catching, catching, throwing, throwing, or whatever the case may be, we just got to do a better job of doing our jobs. Some there where you've got yeah, definitely. <laughs> so if you couldn't hear the question, Paul asked, were there occasions there where you had no chance? Yeah, definitely. From Ryan Tannehill. Now, I'm going to play it one more time and see if you guys picked up on what I picked up about what Ryan Tannehill almost said, but held back. You guys go down and, um, you know, we just got to do a better job of, of doing our job all the way around. You know, if it's blocking, then blocking. If it's catching, catching, throwing, throwing, or whatever the case may be, we just got to do a better job of doing our jobs. Some there where you've got no chance. Yeah, definitely. He almost said, we got to do a better job of protecting. But he he, he started to form he that. He, he thought before he, he like, spoke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he was like, 
I still might have to play behind these guys again next week. So I'm not going to say it like how I want to say it and how I'm going to say it in a meeting room. But man, that's about as honest as Ryan Tannehill has been. It was awful. I, honestly, Ryan Tannehill played a pretty good game. Like Ryan Tannehill was not bad. Like, look, he was a great no, but he was considering the circumstances and the level of difficulty. I, I mentioned D hop and Derek Henry have a thousand yard seasons basically doing a semester of AP physics, but Ryan Tannehill did pretty well in that AP physics class. He was thrown into in the first quarter on Sunday. They do need to do a better job of I'll say it for him protecting. Uh, and there were, there were going to be chances that had no chance, whether it was Ryan Tannehill or Will Levis. I think that's the sad part. And what what's the poll at? Oh, let me check it. Thank you. I almost forgot about it. Yeah, uh, it's at looks like it's at sixty five percent wrong. Yeah, yeah. So Which, I mean, that's not as lopsided as it's felt like being on my side of the show. <laughs> to be honest, I mean, sixty five percent is a pretty dominant side. But um, yeah, you know, I'd be curious to see how the week shakes out and how they feel about it. They're just trying to get out of this season without getting anybody hurt. And unfortunately, that didn't happen on Sunday, and their quarterback went down with a new injury. I, I don't know the extent. I mean, the good thing is is that Mike Vrabel, as we played the clip earlier, said that he didn't feel like it was serious. There's a positive, right? But yeah. are you willing to roll him back out? We know Will Levis is a competitor. He wants to play. That's not what we're discussing. He wants to be out there. He wants the experience. He wants the opportunity. Not many guys get opportunity in the NFL. Look, Malik Willis is sitting on the sideline not getting the opportunity, you know? And so mm -hmm. they got some decisions to make prior to Sunday against Jacksonville uh, against a Jags team that has to win to get in. Yeah, I mean, the, the NFL sets it up to where Saturday night Texans-Colts play. Uh, and the winner of that can win the AFC South if the Titans beat the Jags. And so, look, I don't think the Titans are going to have much to do with that. But if the Jags lay an egg, then uh, that Saturday game could uh, be for the division or for a wild card spot regardless. But, um, yeah, I mean, Andre Dillard, I've got stats for you, Zach. Andre Dillard has allowed uh, tied for the league high 12 sacks this season. And he's been benched so many times. But he's still allowing a tied league high 12 sacks. He's giving up a sack every 25 pass block reps. One sack for every 25 times Andre Dillard does a pass set. Jalen Duncan, who has not played in that many uh, games as Dillard, has given up nine sacks this season and gives up one sack for every 23 pass protection reps. So for everybody who says it couldn't be worse than Dennis Daly, it was with Andre Dillard. And for everybody who was saying that Andre Dillard can't be worse than him, well, it is with Jalen Duncan. And it's just so atrocious that they can't, like, they can't put seven offensive linemen out there and protect. It's like it doesn't matter how many offensive linemen you have. If one guy gets smoked immediately and your quarterback gets hit, immediately it doesn't matter like it just when if you lose one-on-one -on -one that fast it's over they need another overhaul <laughs> another one after they already did it yeah and uh, joe all ain't fixing things 
He's going to help one spot, but he's not like you got to have that first well, round pick. Joe, like a know. player like Joe Alt, and you know that that's on death line helps a player like Skaronsky, right? And helps a play. It, sure. it, it, it's it's a impactful down. on down the line. So I think that, I mean, that's what the hope that Titans have to have. And then, you know, free agency, they got a lot of money to spend. Where are they going to put that $27 million that they're not going to be paying Ryan Tannehill uh, in the off season and probably the money that they're not paying Derrick Henry, plenty money that they're not going to be paying Christian Fulton. The list goes on. Maybe not Danico Autry. I mean, the, the list goes on and on. They got some cash. They better start putting it in places that can last 17 games, honestly. Yeah, no kidding. All right, Zach, uh, any other thoughts on this offensive line? We'll have this topic here. I do have one I more am, super chat. I'm curious about what they're going to do this week. How yeah. Their actions this week will be telling on how they actually maybe think about, you know, if they shut Will Levis down, he goes on IR after a not, not that serious injury, I think mm -hmm. that's attributed to the offensive line. All right. Before we get to shade, Kendall has a super chat. It says, happy new year. At this point, I'm more invested in my Madden franchise. The King has 2,600 yards and 31 wow. touchdowns, 14 and two Titans. Yet they gave the MVP to Dak Prescott. <laughs> uh, well, even Madden has the bias that, that the real life has, yeah. right? Dak would have gotten the MVP over Derrick Henry in real life too. Oh, that's funny. Dak know, and the boys get, a, get a, a, you talk about Arizona Cardinals. Uh, the Arizona oh Cardinals God. are giving out gifts to those Dallas Cowboys. Like the refs were giving out gifts or <laughs> to the Dallas Cowboys on Saturday night. That was yep. entertaining stuff. Uh, that's a great transition into throwing shade. So let's throw shade here for the new year on this Tuesday to wrap up the show. Shout out Wilson County Hyundai. Make them a part of your new car buying process. Go see him in Lebanon. Say hey to our friend Payne Bone or online at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Throwing shade to start off our new year. Let's get some shade in here. Uh, Zach, as we await uh, for some shade from the chat, I have shade. I have two different football shades. And Ronnie brings this up because he says shade on the refs in the Cowboys-Lions game. Shake my head. And Ronnie's got a star background, but I don't think that's a, a Cowboys star. No, I think it's a it's a snowflake. It a snowflake, like. maybe you a little design, uh, like yeah, a little uh, winter uh, holidays date that uh, Ronnie had there. So my shade is also on refs for their overemphasis in procedure rules. Like the NFL, they are turning the refs into hall monitors in high school, Zach. Nobody likes the hall monitor in high school. They're annoying. They're doing things that are making you inconvenienced while you're going from class to class or doing whatever. They are the fun police. They are making you follow every rule in the rule book, no matter if it is irrelevant to the day, irrelevant to the situation or what. The NFL refs are hall monitors right now by the way they're overemphasizing procedure penalties. They are power hungry. Oh, oh, you didn't you didn't verify to me that you were eligible. Oh, DeAndre Hopkins, you weren't completely set there when or the offsides on the wide receivers. Like, why is this such a big deal to them when there are so many other things that are worth focusing on? Yet they focus on the most minute penalties 
that aren't that big of a deal and they're just doing it because I said so. Like, it's so stupid. And it's making the game annoying. And I also understand that Roger Goodell is probably saying, great, hate the refs. It's good for the conversation of the sport. Be mad at them because you're still going to watch. But at some point, it's so brutal. I can't stand watching referees. It takes me back to like college intramurals. The, the, the guys refing the college intramurals that try to be ticky tacky. It's like, what are you doing, man? Like you're here getting paid minimum wage. I'm trying to get a sweat in like Traylon Burks. Just stop calling me for the ticky tacky stuff and let's play. Like that's what I feel like this NFL has turned into. I, I can't stand it anymore. I, I don't disagree with you. I feel like it's uh, it's like police officer discretion. You could be speeding and you could get a warning or you could get go speeding and you can get a ticket, right? Both are speeding and it's just what the ref feels. The Lions thing, I, I disagree with you. Roger Goodell does not want the no. refs into the conversation. So he, he wants it to be played out on the field. He doesn't want to have to change rules like they did against New Orleans in LA the year uh, in the NFC Championship game and then change the rule back because it was just an overreaction. Like, you don't want to do that. But when you have video evidence, and you always have video evidence when you're at an NFL football game, somebody's recording you, whether you're the owner throwing uh, a drink at a Jaguar's face or whether you're uh, an offensive lineman trying to report. Like, there is going to be eyes on you. They sus- they, they did not have that that crew eligible for Brad Allen. The, yeah. the playoffs. I think that's the right decision. It was a missed call. But you know what? So I, I'm, I'm with you on the shade. Here's this is not uh this is more good news or, or praise. Praise to Dan Campbell, the most likable coach in the history of football. I feel like this guy is a football guy, true and true. He's not concentrating on the bad, he's emotional, he loves his team, he loves his city. He got passed over numerous times to be a head coach, finally earned his shot had all of the naysayers when he was hired saying, oh, what the hell is this guy being you know, hired? You got this dumb jock as an offensive you know, head coach. What is he? Not an offensive minded head coach, whatever it is. And then the he Rooney had, rule was had, screamed loud and, and hard because they didn't feel like Dan Campbell was uh, was legitimate. Well, he is legitimate. And the, t- the, the Detroit Lions, I thought it was so great of what he said immediately after the game. He's like, I don't want to talk about it, man. And he was frustrated. You could see it. And then the next day that he was at the podium, we're moving on. And I am, I am, I got fuel to fire us to go to where we need to go. So I feel like that was a great way to just kind of like, the refs are always going to be a problem. But when it happens to the individual, when the person who actually received the ticket, the speeding ticket, said, I'm not going to let this affect my day or affect my month. I, I do want to give praise to Dan Campbell. I love that guy, man. Maybe uh, Dan, hard, man. Dan Campbell should ask Jalen Miller for some swag. <laughs> right? <laughs> All right, let's get to some shade. Uh, shade. Ronnie starts out with uh, the Cowboys-Lions game. Darren says shade on the Lions for trying to confuse Dallas when they confuse the refs. Uh Let's see. Nate says throwing shade at NFL quarterbacks who compare themselves to John. <laughs> uh, those who know uh, know about Ryan Tannehill's maybe end of movie John Wick though. That's not like you know it's the end. It's not like I'm John Wick. It's the end, right? 
Uh, Danny says, throwing shade at the Titans' offensive line. That is all. We did that quite a bit today. Tress says, shade at Jared Stillman for his unrelenting clickbait gimmick. Uh, literally has no idea uh, what he's talking about half the time. We know why this team is on their way. Hindsight kills me. I would say just say don't listen to that guy. Um, let's see. Shade uh, to the NFL and, and the refs. The Cowboys game was atrocious. Shade on the announcers. Andrew Dillard and Murphy Bunting. Is that a joke? Murphy yeah, Murphy Munting. Uh, that's backwards. I did. I got a little, little bit of a uh, a take on that. My take is Robert Smith sounds like Tony Romo. There were times where I was listening to the game, and Robert Smith was the color commentator, and I was mm -hmm. like, "God, is that Tony Romo?" And like, "What is it? they demoted him? What is he doing this game?" And so I don't know if anybody feels that same way, but he, it was like he had the same, he had a very similar cadence. And yes. I feel like Robert Smith was trying to be Tony Romo. Yeah. Uh, Matt says throwing shade at all Michigan haters and naysayers. One more game. Great game yesterday, whether you were going for Michigan, going for Alabama, an epic Rose Bowl. That goes into my shade before we get to okay. some other shade. The times of those games, you don't have to play this game at four o'clock. So you have to play the late game at 7.45, so it ends at midnight. I did stay up and watch the entire Texas-Washington game, and by God, Texas almost backdoored themselves into a wow. national championship appearance. When Washington was the better team, they came out in the second half and, and played very good football. The end of that game, they did not play very well. Clock management, I think they're going to get got against and Michigan. Got running they, back hurt. They, play. they got the running back hurt. The, the the clock management at the end to give yeah. Texas a chance on a new uh, on a number of occasions and so it's the time play that thing at three or two the Rose Bowl and I know the Rose Bowl is the problem right that's yep. the issue just like California they're prudes they think they're better than everybody but they got a 33.3 percent tax rate and nobody wants to live there. But because they've got the sunny skies heading into the nighttime, they don't want to move that back. And it throws a wrench in everybody's New Year's Day. We want to be rested on January 2nd, not going to sleep at midnight and one o'clock on the East Coast mm -hmm. on an epic game that so many people have spent a lot of time watching college football. They want to see it through like myself. And so that's my shade. Change that in some regard. I do think it will be changed because college football is changing like crazy. So yeah. that is my well, shade uh, to that. And the Rose Bowl, once they go to 12, is not going to have the ability to be the bully. And you would hope. Things. Yeah. I mean. Hey, Notre Dame still tries to do it. I expect the Rose Bowl still trying to do it. Yeah. I don't know what the contracts say, but I know Rose Bowl is January 1 at that time every, every year. That's when the Rose Bowl is played, whether it's a – semifinal or not and so you know you don't play the other semifinal at noon do you no, would, I, do you do no, you I, like do you play the sugar bowl at noon which is which would be noon central one eastern and then the rose bowl after that prime time you, you want i know viewers. i know but prime time yeah. people go to sleep when it's midnight right what yeah, it was one o'clock essentially east, on east yeah on the east coast and, uh Matt says it's because that damn parade. Like nobody cares about parades anymore. Nobody cares about national parades. National parades. Like, uh, like here's my local take. parade. 
the people that care about parades watch network television still. I, I stand by that. The only people that care about parades are the people that watch network television shows. You can yeah, take that I mean, what you want, but that's what it is. Because nobody no, I mean, watches network television shows just like nobody watches the parades. No, they do. People do. It just, they will be phased out because I, of I don't gen- a generation. I think if you watch the, it's like the, it's like people watching Undisputed. Nobody watches Undisputed. The ratings are awful. Yeah. But the perception is, is, oh man, I mean, oh, well, it's Undisputed. Nobody watches that trash. I've never, I've never watched the Rose Bowl parade once in my entire life. It's a figment. I didn't even know that there was one. I mean, it sounds like there is one, but I don't know. I don't watch that. Oh, that's the whole thing. I've never, yeah, that's the whole thing. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Hill says, shade on Philadelphia Eagles losing to the Arizona Cardinals. How do you let that happen? Should be ashamed. That was a bad, Arizona played tough. They played really tough in that game. That was a fun game to watch at the end. Jared says, throwing shade at his four-year-old for getting him sick two weeks ago. Can't get rid of it. Little gerb goblins. Man, sickness <laughs> was going around. I had it, my man, Jared. It, it, it put me down for a week. And so uh, <clears throat> it's going around. Shade on Harrison yeah. Jr. for showing up at the game and not playing. What a groupie. <laughs> That's a pretty good comment. I mean, he shouldn't um, play that game. <laughs> like, yeah. Don't play. Yeah. I, Ohio State didn't even play that game. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Bork, shade on child for getting random fever out of nowhere. It's definitely going around. Uh, shade on Vrabel for hiring within from Nick. Uh, shade on Iowa just because they don't play real football. They don't score any points. That's that's the truth. Uh, Iowa, so, man. Like, what? The biggest indictment. Did of, you did you sweat out the over-under of that game? 35 no, and a half? I did not touch that at one bit because I thought it could go exactly how it did. A lot of people were sweating it out at the end. That 35 and a half in Tennessee still throwing towards the end zones. Oh. I thought that was, I didn't have it either, but I was laughing. See, Jeff says shade on the balls for trying to run it up. And I think this is, it. and you can go read an article on a to Z sports.com that we posted yesterday about this. I think in a bowl game, who cares? Brock Osweiler had his all fl- like flustered and hot and bothered by Tennessee trying to score. Look, Gaston Moore played at Central Florida under Josh Heupel. They're back in Orlando. He has a chance to go down there and lead a touchdown drive in a bowl game. Let Gaston Moore go do that. Let everybody who is a Gaston Moore that has a chance to play late in a game that doesn't matter go score. Like, I hate when basketball coaches put in the walk-ons and then just have them dribble it out and play four corners. Like, and usually they don't. Go, usually they do. Yeah. Let it's them go comparable shoot. to an NCAA yeah. March Madness game. You want that, you want, you know, Joe Smith, the guy on the end of the bench, to tell his grandkids that he scored a basket yes. in March Madness. By then, it's going to be 185 teams <laughs> by the time he's a grandfather. But, you know, that, that's what it is. But still, like, let them have it, man. Like, Iowa did the same thing. They put their four stringers in on defense. Let them go. They were playing hard. Let them play hard. It was great. 
Have some and pride. Don't let him score, Iowa. Jeff, Jeff, <laughs> I don't complain. I did not complain when Mizzou did the same thing. I thought I still think Eli Drinkwitz is a dork, but still, I, I, he had every right to do what he did uh, against Tennessee this year. I don't think Drinkwitz is a dork. I wouldn't he categorize him as a dork. dork. He's funny. Like, he is a dork. He he's like. No, I think he was a dork, but he's kind of gotten cooler the older that no. he's gotten. He Just still has maybe you, the dork tendencies. I think this is you're a Missouri Tennessee thing. Uh, take your orange glasses off. No, 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 right? like I, I, the two schools I applied to go to was Tennessee and Missouri. Like, come on, like I, like, but that, Eli that was, Drinkwitz that was twenty years ago. Who cares? That does that makes no no I, difference in this conversation. No, I don't like hate Mizzou. I didn't hate Mizzou before Drinkwitz. I think Drinkwitz is a dork. And just because you buy cool shoes doesn't make you cool. No, he's funny. He's funny. Uh, He's charismatically funny. I don't know. I don't like him. Oh, I like him. I think he's, he's hilarious. He says things to make that makes people under uncomfortable. And I like that. That's not dork. Kirk long says draft Cody Schrader. Sure. Why not? (laughs) Why not? (laughs) Why not draft uh, Rex Burkhead 2.0? Tattooed Rex Burkhead, Cody Schrader. All right. <laughs> That'll do it for us. A happy new year to everybody. I hope everybody had a safe uh, and responsible new year. Glad that you guys showed up uh, at the first uh, work day of the year. We'll be back in, uh, for a big year. Going to have a, a really exciting year for A to Z. Had a big finish to 2023 and really pumped about 2024. I want to say this on Drinkowitz. Caleb's right. Shane Beamer's a dork. That oh, guy's a loser. Yeah. Yes. Like that guy is just a well, loser. He is a Shane try Beamer's hard want to be cool. He is not a dork. He is a goof. He is a goofball. Yeah, he's a loser. Well, he's a loser. I mean, but I, I, I'm drink. I'm here for drink. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You can be team drink wits all you want, but I agree. Shane Beamer's <laughs> a, a weirdo. All right, guys. But uh, once again, thanks for a big 2023, a big 2024 ahead for A to Z Sports. Excited about these things and the new steps our business has taken and the the coverage we can give you guys uh, every day uh, here on these services. Uh, Buck Rising will be live today uh, for A to Z Sports primetime tonight. Sam will be live for Titans at 2 right after Mike Vrabel's press conference. So go check out Sam's Titans at 2 show uh, to hear what Vrabel had to say about Will Levis and the questioning uh, that goes around our topic for today. But that's it. Uh, for us, make sure you hit that like button on the way out. Always more people watch the show than like the show. Your New Year's resolution should be to like every video that you watch. You can like other people's videos if you watch them too. Just like the show for us. That helps us go a long way. And we'll see you guys tomorrow on a Wednesday. Appreciate it as always. Adios.